they're on the path to reading, but they're not quite able to sit down and read a book cover to cover. It's our job to pick that book that's going to challenge them so that they can get to that point. So one thing I would say is just don't be scared to pick a book that you think might be a little challenging for that younger kid. Welcome to Ready for Reading, a United Through Reading podcast dedicated to helping military families grow stronger together through the magic of reading. I'm Josie Beats. Throughout this season, you've heard me talk about connection and the importance of reading as a military family with a range of guests. We've talked about resources for bonding, how children's brains develop, and how reading can help, and discussed all sorts of books that might be great choices for your children. Today, on our final episode of Season 2, you'll hear from Samantha Hagen-Lingat, United Through Reading's Senior Director of Operations. Samantha oversees our programs and is the force behind choosing books to add to our library for military members and the children in their lives. Today, my colleague Jessica Hall joins Samantha for this interview. They talk about how United Through Reading chooses books for our library and why it's important for those books to be diverse. And, of course, they discuss some great titles that you can read to your kids, especially those in the four through eight-year-old range, and request from our library. Before we begin the interview, and because Jessica and Samantha talk about so many fun books in this show, I want to remind you about the United Through Reading mobile reading app. You can download it and register for free and choose from the ebooks there to read to your child right away. This episode runs a little longer. But the conversation was so good, we didn't want you to miss any of it. Here it is. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Veterans United Home Loans. Veterans United Home Loans is dedicated to helping veterans and military families become homeowners. In two short decades, they've closed over half a million VA loans. But they don't measure their success in numbers. They measure it in living their values every day. Be passionate and have fun, deliver results with integrity, and enhance lives. United Through Reading is proud to be a part of Veterans United Home Loans' effort to lift up military families and communities across the country. I'm so excited to be here today with Samantha Hagen-Lingad, who is our Senior Director of Operations. And we're going to talk a little bit about what she does in her role and what makes a really great book to read aloud to your kids, especially with United Through Reading, but just in general. So welcome, Samantha. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here today. Well, let's just start a little bit background information. So tell us a little bit about yourself, name, title, and you know, what you do for us here at United Through Reading. Sure. So uh, Samantha Hagen-Lingad is my name. I am, as you mentioned, the Senior Director for Operations at United Through Reading, which basically means I get to work with all of our program managers, program assistants, and program directors on staff to make sure that we are delivering United Through Reading to our service members and veteran families in the best possible way that we can. I am a Navy spouse. I also am a double Navy brat. I think in my entire life, I have spent maybe four months total without a loved one in direct service. So both my parents were Naval officers and my mom retired when I was hitting my late 20s. And by that time, I was married to my husband. So I've always had my sailor out to sea, whomever that is. (laughs) 
So I've run the gamut from military kid to military spouse. And I love that. And I'm really excited to bring that perspective in today as we talk about what it's like to be a military kid and the stress that comes with that too. And one of the things you didn't mention that you do here at United's Reading is that you oversee our book selection and do do. a lot of our book ordering. So what does that mean? (laughs) Where do the books go? How do we get the books? How do you pick our books? That is a really great question. And with a lot of things with United Through Reading, the answer is it depends. Uh, (laughs) We kind of pride ourselves, as you know, at United Through Reading with meeting our service members where they are and making sure that we are giving them exactly what they need, how they need it when it comes to staying connected with their children and in the reading world. So the way we source our books kind of follows that same path. We go through many different methods. We have some wonderful partners in the publishing industry who are very generous with us and provide books to us for free. And we are able to use our supply chains to get those books into the hands of military kids. We also have wonderful partners in the nonprofit space that will allow us to purchase books at a very reduced cost or bulk capacity so that we can get the cost per title down. And then we also have not as utilized, but we also have folks who do fundraising directly for us with an eye towards book drives. So we have groups of friends, corporate groups, whomever it might be, school groups that get together, do some fundraising, and they do what we call a virtual book drive that give us that capacity to turn their good work into books for our military families. The way we get our books out is also a myriad of different ways. We do shipments a few times a year to our story stations where they are actually making recordings on site. The books we ship are multi-reading level books, multi-reading level, multi-topic, so that there is always a book at a story station for any reader and any child. We also work to get books out at different community events that we attend, whether at a pop-up story station, on a military installation, at a library, at a school, or even our mobile story stations going to different events and distributing books. We just want to make sure that we get as many good quality, brand new books into the hands of military kids as we possibly can. Yeah, and I love that. And I love that it's a brand new book. I know people always want to donate their used books to us, and we so appreciate that. But there's just something so special about cracking open the spine of a brand new book. Absolutely. The smell of a new book. (laughs) Yeah. And it is very important to us as an organization that it is a brand new book because it's a gift to that family. And it's not something secondhand. It's not something that was, you know, thrown in a donation pile because it's been pre-loved. Not that there is anything wrong with a book that has been read by anyone else. I'm a huge fan of libraries for that very reason. But there is something very special about the look in a kid's eye when you tell them, do you want a book? This book is yours. And they get very excited that this book is theirs and it is theirs to keep and treasure forever. Yes, I love that. Whenever I've been at our events, I think the last time I went to, I went to a yellow ribbon event with the National Guard unit in Tennessee when my family was stationed out there. You know, I had all of the books out on the table and all the kids that were at this Yellow Ribbon event just like swarm you. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're like, I want a book. And I think that's the best feeling is it to really just is. see them 
come and pick out their favorite book that they want. Yep, yep. I've done a few holiday events recently because it is that time of year. So we're distributing some holiday books and a really popular book is uh, Llama Llama Secret. Oh, I'm going to get the name wrong. Llama Llama Secret Santa Drama or something to that effect. I can't remember, but it is a very, very popular book. I know this because families come by the table They see that book. The little one in the family sees the cover of the book and says, I love that book. I want that book. You said I could have a book. That's the one I want. And then mom (laughs) says, you have that book. No, that's the one I want. I need this book. And it sometimes causes a little bit of a meltdown. (laughs) I can. Yes, I know this meltdown. Well, yep. yep, Because, you know, that's the book you said I could have a book. That's the book I want. I want to walk away with that book. So we usually have another book on hand that we can say, well, if you loved this one, how about you try, you know, Berenstein Bears Night Before Christmas? That's also a great book. But there have been times where we've just given up and kiddos getting a second copy of the book they already own because they have fallen in love with that book. And that is the one that they're going home with today. Yeah. And I think you bring up a really excellent point, which is the popular books, the books that kids gravitate towards, like Llama Llama Mm -hmm. series, like you cannot have enough of those Llama Llama books if you have a little one. At least that's how our house is. So when you are looking at the books that we're going to distribute, what do you look for in a book? Oh, that's a great question. That certainly factors in. That recognizable factor makes a difference. So we do use a lot of Llama Llama books. We do use a lot of Berenstein Bear books. We use a lot of Mo Willems books those books with recognizable characters, even books like Disney books. So books that are, you know, Moana, books that are about uh, Elsa and Anna from Frozen, those kinds of books with recognizable characters that kids, they know who that person is, even if they're a fictional person. And that's (laughs) what they want to read. They want that comfort of, you know, hearing a story, maybe it's the same story they've heard before, maybe it's a a new story about that character, but they want to experience more time with that beloved character. We also want to make sure that our book list appeals to everybody. There is a little bit of something for everybody in our book list. So we have books about sports, we have books about history, we have books about science, technology, engineering, and math, which I'm sure, you know, STEM. There's a reason I said that in that order. Um, We have (laughs) books about ballerinas. We have books really that run the gamut of, I'm not even scratching the surface of all the different (laughs) topics. No, you're not. I mean, we have over 200 books on the book list on our website. So we'll make sure to put that in our show notes so that people can really explore Mm -hmm. the topics that, you know, we've covered. And those are just the books from the last two years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We rotate those books with some frequency. So yeah, we cover as much ground as we can think to cover because we want to make sure that there is at least one, hopefully more book on our list that's going to appeal to each and every kid out there in the world that's participating in United Through Reading. Yes, totally. You know, I was thinking about some of the other books that people have told us that they love and something I think you and and our whole team when we're looking at books has been really intentional about the last, I think for years, but especially the last few years is picking books that show a wide range of of people. Mm -hmm. So we have books that feature characters of every race and color and religion. You know, when we talk about holiday books, 
we were talking about Christmas just now, but we have books about Hanukkah mm-hmm. and Kwanzaa and Lunar New Year. And so talk to me a little bit about why it's important that we pick these books that show the diversity of our world. Sure. Well, I mean, it's something I think we all know being in the military community, but it's maybe not something folks outside of the military community know. The military is an incredibly diverse group of individuals. Our service members come from every walk of life, from, Mm -hmm. I would venture to say, every country on this planet We have a service member representing that country in the United States Armed Services. There is not one book in the world that's going to represent the diverse humanity that is the military. It's just not possible. And it is incredibly important that every child sees themselves reflected in some way in a book that they have in their library, in many books that they have in their library, because They need to see themselves. There's that saying, if you can see it, you can be it. And it's incredibly important for our kids to see themselves in the literature that they're being read or that they're reading. You know, I mentioned STEM earlier, and women in STEM is a huge topic that we are always talking about. Women are still, in 2022, underrepresented in STEM fields. And one of the easiest, cheapest ways to get girls interested in STEM is when they're little babies to start reading them books that feature female scientists, because then it's in their mind that there's never that question like, oh, I can't do that. You know, Ada Twist, Scientist, is a book that has been on our reading list for years, and it is perennially popular because it's a a little girl of color who's doing science experiments and having fun with it. And there are girls in the world that are being born today that will never question their place in the STEM field. And that's amazing. That's hugely important. And again, that's just STEM. That's just one example. I have two girls. They're six and almost four. And Ada Twist is one of their favorite books and now TV shows Mm -hmm. because they turned it into a Netflix show, which is great. And I love being able to just show them that they can they can do that. And we have some other books about women in history that I like reading to them too. And I'm also just thinking about Ada Twist now that, you know, just because it's top of mind, you know, it's a little girl of color and it's important for me to show them that girls of color, people of color are everywhere in our world. And, you know, we use books a lot in our house to talk about history, even if it's a hard history. So we have, you know, kids books about the civil rights movement and they're tough to read, but it's so important to me to read them to them so that they know this wasn't that long ago. They understand that it's wrong, what was happening Mm -hmm. in our country and that we've worked to fix it. And I think sometimes books are a great way to have those difficult conversations with your kids and start introducing them to that idea when they're still a little too young to fully grasp, you know, that history lesson you're going to get in seventh grade (laughs) or 10th grade. Absolutely. And it's great, you know, We're not at a base right now, but whenever we are at a base, I love how diverse the community is that they see around us. And and I love being able to pull out the books from our bookshelves to say, this is what the world looks like. And it's wonderful. Absolutely. That is 100% why we focus on that multi-aspect diversity of our book list. Not only do we want kids to find the book that interests them, but we want 
the people featured in that book to reflect what our military looks like. And that is a wide scope of humans. And so we, we need those people in our books. We need those people reading our books. So there you go. I love how you talked about all of that, Samantha. And I was just looking the other day on our website. I know we have well over 50 books that reflect that diverse world of our military, of our world. And we will link to that in the show notes And something you and I were even talking about before we recorded today was that our books also talk about neurodiversity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important that we also show those that may not be neurotypical or even as able-bodied. I think we have some books about like a dog, there's like a rescue dog and a book about a kid with autism or a service dog, I should say. I think he was a rescue service dog. His name is Rescue. (laughs) Yes, that's it. Anyway, I just think that's so great because I think, you know, we have, especially when we include, which we do, our entire veteran community as well. You know, there are a lot of families with service dogs out there, whether it's for their kiddo or for their service member or the spouse. So I think that's awesome. And so we will include all that in the show notes because you and I could probably talk about those books all day long. All day long. All day long for sure. So we talked about how I have a almost four-year-old and a six-year-old. Samantha, you have some kiddos in your life that are in that age range as well. So what are some of the books that you love to read to those kids in your life that are that four to eight range? Four to eight, yeah. So that is a great question. One of my favorite books, or I guess series of books to read to kids that age are the I Am books from Brad Meltzer. If you're not familiar with those series of books, they are almost graphic novel light, like graphic novels for the the generation that's not quite reading the novel part of the graphic yet. Yes, that's a good way to explain those. (laughs) Um, And they are cartoon versions of incredible people in our past. So one of my favorites is I Am Amelia Earhart. So it's Amelia Earhart as a little girl talking about growing up in Kansas and her experience facing challenges that she faced as a young woman in the early 20th century, being told she couldn't do things like fly an airplane around the world. And I very vividly remember reading it to my goddaughter, who's now almost 12 years old, which blows my mind. (laughs) But she was visiting me along with her mom And I was putting her to bed one night. She was probably about five or six at the time. And I read her, I am Amelia Earhart. And I started crying (laughs) because it's just, it's a very, that whole series is beautiful in that it takes these legends from history and humanizes them. And she kind of looked at me and she said, Aunt Sam, are you okay? Like, I don't understand why you're having this emotional reaction. It's a beautiful story, and I loved reading it to her, and it, she enjoyed it until she was watching her aunt have, like, a, an a epic <laughs> meltdown, but, but she enjoyed the story and asked for it again the next night when I was putting her down again, and it's just a really great, like I said, it's just a really great series that humanizes these amazing people throughout history and makes them relatable to little ones, you know, brings that story to them. Yeah, my kids love those. My husband and I don't have kids ourselves, but we have so many kids in our lives that we love and want to stay connected with. And that's always been a go-to for that age group for me is is picking someone in history 
that has an IM book attached to them and sharing it with them. Another one that is a favorite, we were just talking about this before we were recording. My nephew is five and he lives across the country from me and he is very much into medieval knights, knights in shining armor. It's called Night Owl and it's by a gentleman named Christopher Denise and it's just really adorable. And Night Owl, it's spelled K-N-I-G-H-T and it's a little owl who is a knight. He's a he's a tiny little owl, but he battles through his fear and he ends up protecting his castle from some scary dragons. Oh my goodness. It's really cute. It's really cute. It is not on United the Readings book list yet. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get it on there at some point. But I will say as a way of kind of explaining how our program works a little bit to folks, one of my favorite things about our program is folks who are using our app can request books from our app. And that has our list of over 200 books on there that they can have shipped for free directly to them. But if you are in love with a book, if your kiddo loves a book or you really want them to read a particular book that's not on that list, you can request that. And we will do our best to get a copy of that book to you absolutely for free. So while Night Owl is not on our list, if someone wanted to go and use the United Three Reading app to read it to their special kid, they could absolutely do that and get a copy of it into their hands for free. I love Who free. Who doesn't? I love that we do this as well because, you know, there's just so many good books. And I, in preparation for today, asked my kids what their favorite books were for us to read to them. And hands down, it is The Book With No Pictures. Mm, great one. Which they call the silly book, because if you have not read it, it is not a picture book. Like it the is, title it says. It is explicitly not a picture yeah. book. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you say the craziest words. And, you know, my husband and I both get super into it and with the silly voices that it prompts you to use. And it just leaves the girls in stitches. And so that one's always a favorite in our house. And I have an early reader. So one of the things that I love about our program is that we have those kind of level one, level two books. If you're a parent, you've probably seen those in your kiddo's classroom or at the library. And those books are so great as they're learning to read. So my six-year-old, she's in first grade and reading literally just clicked for her like three months ago. And it's so magical to watch that and then to watch her pick out those books from the bookshelf and read them to her sister or to the little baby brother, which is, you know, it melts your heart. She stayed up a little bit too late the other day doing that, but I can't stop them from reading. It's hard to fault you for doing that. Stop reading to your little baby brother. That's not a message. (laughs) Exactly. Like, no, you cannot read. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, it's fun to have not only the picture books, but to have those level one readers like We talked about that Moana book earlier, Mm -hmm. and I keep meaning to get that and make a recording for us to do for her. Maybe I'll convince her to make a recording one day as well of that book. You know, as your kids start to read, you want to read back and forth with them. So we alternate reading pages sometimes at bedtime just to get that practice in. And I love that there's so many different books out there. She loves Pete the Cat, and she loves you know, any of the Disney things. We found a book series at her library about 
a fairy that has the same name as her. So now we're making our way through some fairy series that I will add to the show notes because I do not remember it off the top of my head because it was (laughs) not one I read as a kid. But it's just fun to have the kids, you know, like we were talking about earlier, when they're at one of our like pop-up story stations, having the kids pick out those books, it's just so fun to watch. Okay, so we're telling a little bit about how my daughter loves to pick out her own books. But as a parent or as a adult that has kids in their life of this age range, what are kind of your tips when you're looking to pick books for that four to eight year old age range, Samantha? So great question. And yes, I get to do it personally, but it's also something that we get asked a lot when we are working with our service members, because sometimes it can be overwhelming when you are ready to make a recording for your family and you look at our bookshelf and you're thinking, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to pick out one of these books? I don't even know where to start. So some guidelines, especially for that four to eight age range, are there's no book that's, quote, too old for this age range. I mean, obviously, there are topics that you're not going to want to tackle for four to eight-year-olds. But one thing that we hear a lot when someone's making a book selection is, I don't really see a book here that is in that child's age range because maybe we have, you know, an assortment going on and they're not seeing exactly what they think that they should be reading to a four to eight year old. But four to eight, first of all, is a big range. The reading comprehension of a four year old is very different from an eight year old. And the way that you get that four year old to an eight year old reading comprehension is you read them books that they're not going to pick up themselves. Most four-year-olds can't read, right? Or they're on the path to reading, but they're not quite able to sit down and read a book cover to cover. It's our job as readers to pick that book that's going to challenge them so that they can get to that point. So one thing I would say is just don't be scared to pick a book that you think might be a little challenging for that younger kid because that's how they're going to move into these harder topics, these early chapter books, these leveled readers is if you're reading them to them. So that's my number one tip. Just pick something that might be a little challenging. Also pick something that you think would interest them. If they have a particular interest in robots and there's a robot book, Don't hesitate to pick up that robot book, even if it looks like, you know, it's a book for a little bit of an older age range. Pick something. We talked about like popular characters. Pick a book about a popular character. Everybody loves Bluey. Bluey's the best thing on the planet. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Bluey's the best. Yeah. Absolutely. A great way to get kids of this age range interested in books is pick a book that has a character that they already love because that's going to get them emotionally invested immediately. They're going to be in because Bluey's on the cover, because Mickey's on the cover, because Curious George is on the cover, because Pete the Cat is on the cover. Moana, we've talked about her a couple times. Because Moana is on the cover, they're going to want to read that book. So that's a great way for this age range as well to kind of narrow down what you're reading. Or pick a book that you want to read, because it's a topic that interests you. Again, going back to the concept of the way that we make readers is to read to them, pick a book that is going to open up a conversation that you want to have with them. 
and maybe you're really into robots and they don't even know what a robot is. You can pick that <laughs> robot book and start telling them all about your love affair with robots and why robots are the coolest thing ever. And that conveys an interest of yours. It opens the door to have a conversation and for them to learn something. And maybe they're going to give you a new perspective on that something that you never even knew because that's what kids are really good at doing. And this is such a fun age to start to do those things because they have a little more autonomy. They are recognizing characters that they know they like, but they also, they come at things from such a different perspective sometimes because they don't know what they don't know. And they're just going to throw something at you that's kind of a curveball. And so picking books that will open those doors can lead to a lot of good times and a lot of fun for that book reading experience. I love that. Yeah, I can think of so many times that, you know, we've kind of just picked a book because we think it looks interesting to us and that I think it will open that door for them. And I'd say the majority of the time our kids like the book, too, because we're excited about it. Yeah, it's definitely if you're excited, they're going to be excited. I am having way too much fun talking about books with you today, Samantha, and I think we could probably talk our own ears off and all of our listeners ears off and we could go on for about another hour about this, if not longer. But there was something I really wanted to get to and I want to make sure we have time for, and that's talking about your experience as a military kid. And so where does that fit in with your job here at United's Reading? Why are you so passionate about this? And what tips would you give to us military parents as we're raising this new generation of military brats? Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in a world pre-United Through Reading. I'm old enough that my military kid experience started before United Through Reading's founding in 1989. And my dad was the reader of my family. He read us the classics. He read us Little Women. He read us Huck Finn, all of those great American classics. That was our time on the couch with our dad. I have two little sisters, and we would sit there and he would do the voices, and he would read to us. But then he would deploy, and he would not be home. And my mom read to us, and not to take anything away from my mom, but she just didn't do the funny voices and the funny funny things that my dad would do. Mostly my dad's a very quiet man, but that was when he would get animated with us. That is when we would have that shared connection, and it was just different when he wasn't home. And so the thing I would say to military families that are raising the next generation is use United Through Reading. I know it's completely shocking coming from a United Through Reading staff member to say that, but there is a reason I've been with this organization for over eight years now. It is an amazing organization. Our mission is very clear and it is highly impactful and being a service member spouse and having so much of my community be service member spouses who are raising kids, oftentimes in a single parent capacity because their partner is gone, I have seen how impactful United Through Reading can be. And that's really my number one tip. I'll be on the spouse pages and someone will say, we're about to go through our first deployment. Does anyone have any advice for how to keep my kiddos happy? And I will always go on there and say, full disclaimer, I'm a staff member, but you need to participate in United Through Reading because it really keeps those bonds going. It keeps that story time happening night after night, day after day. And I can't tell you how many times I have heard friends say, 
homecoming was easier because he or she were in our living room every night at story time. And they weren't some presence that was not in the house anymore. They were very much felt every day because of United Through Reading. Yeah. And I've seen that firsthand. We've used United Through Reading with our kids. And I know that you didn't mention this, but you use United Through Reading to stay in touch with the kids in your life, your nephew that you talked about, your goddaughter who don't live near you all the time because we move Absolutely. away. And I know you and your husband both read to them as much as you we can. We do. We do. Um, I mentioned my goddaughter on that visit when she came and I read her, I am Amelia Earhart. My husband was deployed, shockingly enough. And her dad is also a sailor. He's now retired. But we got to be stationed together for the first couple years of her life. And then we've been across the country ever since. But on that visit, she walked into my house. She hadn't seen him in person probably in three years. She saw a picture of him on the wall and she said, hey, that's my uncle. He reads to me. And that was it. That was I was like, well, found the right profession, (laughs) found the right job. (laughs) Proof in the concept there. She knows who he is. I mean, she's older now. So we do the video chat thing and we're able to do a little more, a little more communicating because she's a little bit older. But at that point, that's how she knew him was through United Through Reading Recordings. I love that. It's just so special. Absolutely. And their friendship is special, which is so cute, too. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, we talk a lot about the parent-child relationship with United Reading, but we always stress it's for any child in your life. So, you know, make those recordings for your nieces and your nephews and your godchildren or your best friend's kid that, you know, you never see because the military moved you halfway across the world from each other. And I think that's also something that makes our program unique is that it's available for all those relationships that are in your life. It definitely is. The service member that we speak to that does not have anybody in their life that they can stay connected to through United Through Reading is very rare. They have younger siblings still at home. They have nieces, nephews, somebody even that they've mentored when they were in high school and their mentee was a middle schooler. There's usually somebody that they can stay connected to with United Through Reading. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for joining us today. This was fun as always to talk with you, but even more fun to do it in the podcast. And so thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. What a great interview to close out season two of the Ready for Reading podcast. Samantha and Jessica, thank you so much for all these great book recommendations and for being on the show. You can find out more about our app at utr.org app. You can also see all of our book recommendations for kids on our website at utr.org booklist. You can even search by category and age. It's a wonderful place to find your next story. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us on season two of the Ready for Reading podcast. And as always, on behalf of United Through Reading, thank you to our military families. For more information on how you can start your reading routine with your family, go to utr.org podcast. Ready for Reading is a podcast by United Through Reading, a nonprofit organization that's been connecting military families through the power of shared story time since 1989. 
This show was produced by Stacey Rain at Rain Communication with editing by Sandra Levy-Smith. Thanks for listening.